The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, guys? Episode 162. Here we go. I think it's a Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday, December 15th. What are we around? 10 days away from Christmas. UFC Vegas 66 uh, Saturday night. Guys, a lot to get to on this podcast. Uh, the anchor of it will be Ben and Bananas, the Ben and Preview of UFC Vegas 66. L. Dawson and Ryan Quinn jumps on. It's a great one. It's a very, um, you know, we, we go down the rabbit hole of judging and, um, you know, a couple underdogs we like on the card. So that's the anchor of the show. We have Corey McKenna coming on the show. She'll be it right next. Uh, Corey has uh, talked to myself uh, once or twice. I think uh, last time was after the contender series. She has a big, big fight. She fights Saturday night. So Corey McKenna's coming on. And then I have to address something. And I will kind of put that right in the middle of Corey McKenna and Ben and Bananas. Um, the odds have came out for a rematch between Patty Pimlet in Jared Gordon. So my thoughts are on that and how, spoiler alert, we will never, ever see that fight again. Patty Pimlet, Jared Gordon, that's it. We saw it once. We'll never see it again. There you go. So, guys, big show. It's going to be packed. Stick with us. Appreciate you. Uh, guys, keep on subbing it. Keep on sharing it. Share the links. We love it. Um, Man, it's been awesome. It's been a crazy great year for us for Fight Bananas. So much love. Uh, appreciate you guys. Check out a lot of content on YouTube, all the videos, all these videos. We're doing more video type stuff on YouTube. And then last thing I will throw at you guys, after UFC Vegas 66, the Fight Bananas post-fight show is back two weeks in a row. We're going to have two, three people on it. Cannot wait. So right after that show's over, check on along. Fight Bananas on Facebook, Fight Bananas on YouTube. You'll see the post-fight show and uh, they'll answer any question you have. There you go. All right. Podcast 162. Corey McKenna, uh, Patty and Gordon rematch. Will we ever see it? And Ben and Bananas. All right, let's have it. Let's go. What's up, guys? We are back. Dave Van Auken's show. Someone we had on two years ago after her contender series win against his, uh, you know, now surgeon Vanessa Demopoulos. Corey McKenna, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, before it's fight week, couple of days before fights, uh, media stuff, all that stuff. I would love to talk to you about it. We put it on our stories and kind of we love when athletes and fighters have different stuff outside of fighting. I would love for you to talk about the Poppins painting and how much it means to you and where can people find it. I would love for us to start there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just uh, I just launched uh, launched like a little site so I could start doing like prints and selling some originals and stuff. Um, you know, I've been painting, I've been painting for years now. Um, just finally started like having you know having some confidence in it and sharing it with everybody. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, the, the site's on my uh, Instagram bio. If people want to check it out, that'd be great. That's awesome. It's cool. It's great stuff. Like uh, we went on it. We were looking at it. 
it's wild. It's um, do you is it? I, I saw a lot of mostly MMA stuff that you were painting. Do you paint outside the mixed martial arts world? Do you paint everything, or just you kind of want to stay in that alley for now? Yeah, I've been painting like everything. Um, I have a lot of different stuff. I did a lot, I, I went through a phase of doing like a lot of commissions and stuff, so obviously didn't really have like a strict style with that. Um, but I was actually losing money doing that and it completely defeated the object for me. Um, so I, I did like the whole series on the fighters and everything just because I was playing around with a new style and also it was like something that I was getting a lot of requests for. Um, but yeah, I, I play around with a lot of different stuff, so I'm sure there'll be some some different stuff popping up on there soon. Very cool. Awesome. All right. 23 years young, uh, your fourth fight now in the UFC. Like I said, a big win in the contender series, two and one in the UFC. How big of a fight do you think this is? I know it's almost cliche. They always say the biggest fight is here into the next one. Um, against a really tough game opponent. Where are you at mentally, physically going into this fight? Yeah, um, like, you know, I, I never have a trouble with the, the mental aspect of things. You know, I've been doing this my entire life, so it's not really an issue with me. But um physically like good like you know weight weight's good like everything's on track uh no injuries uh knock on wood there's still a couple of days but um yeah so everything's everything's coming together going to plan so that's that's great um and as you say like not to sound cliche but like this is the biggest fight of my career to date obviously like because we're only we're only moving up so yeah, yeah i'm excited very cool very cool um all right, so one topical thing that's super uh, trendy right now, especially in the UFC space, especially in Vegas. Um, I kind of let me ask that question first. Do you, are you guys hearing uh, the aftermath of UFC 282 kind of being there at the apex in in, in Vegas? Do are you guys hearing a lot of the judging and the controversy and a lot of Patty stuff, or is it you guys are in your own little world on this card? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in my own little bubble. Um, okay. I kind of don't really pay too much mind to all the drama and the media and stuff like outside sure. of outside of what I need anyway obviously I, I've seen like snippets of what's what's going on but um yeah nothing nothing in terms of like you know people around here talking about it obviously like say I'm focusing very much on my fight right right and so, like I said so seven and two the only it's kind of not ironic or funny because it's not but like your only losses your two losses one of those judges that night, you both lost on split decisions, and that means on a split, one judge even had you winning on your loss. Is there, does that kind of uh, even put more confidence that even on your, if you want to say your bad nights, you some judges still think you still won the fight? Would you, how are you on those split uh, draw losses? Yeah, both fights were, I mean, the first fight was a lot more controversial. Um right. Like, but say, same with both fights. Someone had me all three rounds and then like the other two judges somehow, you know, gave her two. So both were pretty close splits. Um, like it annoys me because obviously I feel like I should, uh, I should have done more to, to do what I need to do, uh, you know, to, to make them not close fights, but that's, that's in the past and I've done what needs to be done to like, you know, to make those, uh, those adjustments, um, you know, obviously making sure that I don't make the mistakes that I did going into those fights too. And just like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all lessons at the end of the day. Sure. Absolutely. And like I said, not trying to harp on it, still 23 years young. It's pretty amazing. Um, I, I would assume you saw it. I think I saw it. Maybe you posted on your IG story, something about uh, ESPN had a big thing about who they thought were the 25 best fighters under the age of 25. And you made the list. I think you were in the top 10, top 12 in that range. Uh, again, is that stuff, I know it's fight week and a lot of stuff's going on, a lot of noise going on. Is that cool to be a part of it? Is it something, Hey, I don't care. It's kind of out of mine, out of, uh, out of your control. Where are you on stuff of that nature, which is a great list to be on. 
No, definitely. It's really cool. Like it's it's great to have the support and also the belief from, you know, other people in the community. Um, so I, I really I really appreciate it. Obviously, like, you know, that that list is full of a bunch of really, you know, top prospects and really talented individuals. So it's it's really nice to be considered among those among those individuals. Yeah. Um, like I said, so we last time I talked to you was uh, probably a week or two after your contender series win uh, around two years ago. If I could say, uh, you know, Corey's kind of best. The thing you've learned the most inside the cage, if you're a practice or you're training and also outside of it, just in life, what's the kind of the two things, two points that you think like in, in the two years you have made a huge leap if it's with diet or training or just being, uh, you know, mentally stronger, what have two things have you re- think you've really picked up on? Uh, injury management. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah like I said it before my last fight. I'm, I'm not going into fights injured anymore. Um, you know, I've, I've fought with some pretty significant, like, you know, health issues and injuries and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely being smarter in terms of uh, longevity and taking care of my body. Like, I'm not I'm not the 16 year old kid that bounces when she falls anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. I got a couple of kids of my own, so I know what you mean on that. And it's so funny. I actually just saw a video. I believe Frank Mir just put it out there. And he got the one thing I wish I can go back 20 years on is about like recovery, not a lot of fighters think it's so important they kind of like you know scop on the whole thing of massages or taking a day rest or more whatever it is but he goes if i would have taken care of my body like i take care of it now he's like one i would still be fighting two even during those big prime fights he feels like he would be in better shape and better physically shape are you kind of on that same rhythm right now and if you learn that at, at age 23 that's got to be a huge cue for you in your whole career going forward yeah definitely like I like yeah, I've often prioritized being smarter like you know not pushing through things that I shouldn't push through like right. at the end of the day like my my biggest strength and my biggest weakness is how stubborn I am um <laughs> so it's kind of like it's learning not to be my own worst enemy sure. uh but no I definitely definitely prioritizing that like you know like the like I've had I've had some back like some pretty significant back-to-back injuries um you know, that probably would have probably would have put a lot of people off of fighting, let alone being right. willing to step into fights with those those issues. So, um, you know, I, I definitely have no fear in regards to my my mental fortitude, but uh, I definitely just I'm just trying to be smarter, not harder, you know, as, as corny yeah. as it is. But I definitely need a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. All right. Uh, two fun last things. We'll let you go. We know it's fight week. We wish you nothing but the best of luck coming up a couple of days away. Huge fight. Last fight of the year for the UFC. Two fun questions. First one is if you had to go to dinner with any two people dead or alive, who are the two people that you're eating with? I'm never good at these. <laughs> I'm never good at these. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, I, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these ones always stump me. Uh, no worries. No worries. Let's just do, how about two people that are alive? Two people that, uh, you know, you just, you would love to hang with, maybe that you haven't had dinner with before and just would love to eat some spaghetti and meatballs and chop it up with with two people. Well, that's what I'm going to do after my weigh-ins. I got my coaches out here. They're there my go. favorite hey. people. So, yeah, it's going to be your Iron Jack there and my go. boyfriend. Awesome. All right. Last fun one then. Uh, I've been doing these a lot on the uh, podcast with people is so Mount Rushmore is super trendy and people would love, you know, who is your 
Uh, mixed martial art, Mount Rushmore could be, of course, men or female, doesn't matter. So who's the four best fighters in the history of the sport to you? <laughs> Another one? <laughs> I've drunk way too much water for this. Uh, let me think. Totally didn't corroborate with anybody on that. Uh, <laughs> let's we'll go uh, GSP. GSP. Yeah, I told you I'm out of it. Uh, Khabib. Yep. Um. Uh, Anderson Silva, and then we'll be nice and corny, and we'll put Uriah in there. Hey, there you and go. I would love that chin up there and big, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Corey, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Like I said, good skill to your fight. Uh, can't wait to talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good one. <laughs>there there was a a weird thing happened, a bad judging decision, whatever the case, or someone got hurt. The UFC and Dana White was afterwards was, uh, you know, they were all on board of Patty Plymouth won the fight. He goes forward. And let's just be honest, guys, people feel like they're, I don't know why that um, when someone gets pushed or steamed like that, like a Sean O'Malley, Conor McGregor, Patty Plymouth, there's somebody polarizing and people come hate on that. The UFC is behind that guy, though. That's that's the truth. They're not going to lie about it. Patty Pillow was on a fucking Friday on Friday on YouTube channel. He's all over the place. He was the whole media. He was the main event of UFC 282. And the UFC is moving that forward, moving that train, that money train moving forward. They're not going to go backwards against Jared Gordon in a rematch. And let's just be honest. Jared Gordon won that fight and probably won that fight to the masses. So they don't want to, they don't want to try to derail Pimlet in a possibility of a loss to Jared Gordon. And that makes this win even that much worse. There will never be a rematch. There's no way. That's just the fight organization 
Patty Pimlet thinks he's won. He's moved on. And then you know they're not going to give that to Jared Gordon right away. There's just it, it doesn't make sense for the organization. It doesn't make sense for Patty Pimlet. He's already moving on, looking for bigger names, bigger fighters. He's going to try to probably fight a bigger name with a less, um, you know, fight inside the cage. There's no way on earth we will ever see Patty Bimblet inside a cage against Jared Gordon. No way, no how, not going to happen. There you go. There's the video. Go to MMAShark.com this week in UFC Vegas 66. Go get it. Welcome to Betting Bananas with the ruthless L. Dawson, Ryan the Cornerman Quinn, and Dave Van Auken. What's up, guys? Last UFC event of the year underneath the ruthless L. Dawson. L, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good, I guess. I, I always get this wrong. To me, this I'm seeing it to my left, but I guess if you're watching to my right, maybe the Cornerman, Ryan Quinn. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I think we're to each other's lefts. <laughs> it's, uh, but I'm doing great. I'm doing doing great. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. And the last week of the year, oh, we'll get into that some other time. I know we'll get into. Uh, we just talked about we're going to do something next week. It's what we're going to do. Maybe like a uh, best of the year stuff, best fight, rookie breakthrough, best show, maybe best fight night. Oh, you know what? Why don't you, the fans, tell us what you want us? to talk about hedgewise next week yeah all right i like that idea man oh i just messed up my ring light look at that there we go all right before we get into this really cool underrated deep card full of a lot of exciting fighters i bet you 2023 a lot of breakthrough for a lot of these guys on this card 30 seconds each that's not going that rabbit hole that's not go down it i just want to real quick 30 seconds Patty Gordon, and then the main event, UFC 282, the draw for the vacant uh, light heavyweight championship. L, let's start with you. 30 seconds run. 30 seconds, man. Gordon won the fight for sure. 29-28, you could argue Patty won the third. You could even argue that Jared Gordon won all three rounds. It's nuts. I think John McCarthy was right to call out his literal own kid on that decision. Go for it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I want to be known that I was on my way to a perfect evening until the draw was called in the main event. But anyway, so um, I um, but no, that was that was definitely Jared. I was texting you guys. Um, I thought that maybe they would give the third round to to Patty. But then at the end, I'm like, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that this is Jared won the fight. Patty won the decision. And that's the problem today. That that's a whole nother lot of 30 seconds to go into, though. There we go. And it was so funny, man. And I mentioned it on three podcasts. So if you guys are listening, probably done with it. I'm watching it with two guys. Uh, the end of the main event, literally, uh, Ankali puts his hands up. Jan, like, puts his back against the cage, looking deflated. And I go to my, I looked at my guys. I go, didn't Jan win the first three rounds? Like, why did he look so bad? Like, am I off base on this? And they're like, I don't know, Dave. And when it came out, the draw, I, I thought it was crazy. But like I said, not through the rabbit hole. What a great event. Like the first nine fights were great. All finishes. We saw some really cool stuff. Um, unbelievable. Maybe that sets up a future Patty Bim, uh, Pimlet, uh, Grant Dawson matchup. But we'll get to that at a later time. All right. This is it. Last card of the year, guys. Main event, Strickland versus Jared Kinnear. A really close lineup that I really thought I love guessing lines. It's like one of my kind of, you know, closet things I love to do. I like to look at the matchup and try to guess. I was way off on this one. I didn't think Strickland one would be the favorite and be that close, but a lot of good stuff on it. Let's start. L. Dawson, what's your best bet? Let's go with it. UFC Vegas 66. My best bet 
is Amir Albazi by finish. Uh, I definitely think this one's going to be inside the distance. Man, like Alessandro Costa, like good on him for stepping up on short notice. But this is an incredibly tough debut. And I, man, I just think that Amir Albazi just outclasses him everywhere. Like he's definitely more well-rounded. He has the grappling advantage. He has the striking advantage. I, I definitely think this one's going to end quickly. Okay. All right. I, yeah, no disagreement there. He minus 425 outright. But even the unders plus 160. So a lot of good stuff there. Ryan, best bet on the board, my man. What you thinking? I got Armin Sikurian over. I knew I was going to mess this up. I had Demir. it. Demir is Magulov. Um, actually, I I don't. I I just feel like this is going to be controlled rounds by Armin. The dude just does everything. Um, uh, possibly one of the top five most underrated fighters in the UFC. Uh, as much as he's on a win streak, and I just uh, I know that he's um, Demir's a little bit bigger. But I feel that Armin has that weird ability to scramble until he's totally in control and ride you out, or just to strike until he's in control of the striking. Like he's got that fast twitch to him that I like to see in fighters that I never had. That's probably why I like to see it so much. Can't go wrong get with betting him. All right, okay, Armin. That's a that's such a good underrated co-main event. That is so good. This is for the. Uh, for the real fans, this that's not a casual co-main event. I'll tell you that right off the net. The casual Patty Pimblis for last week. This is the the real fans for this week. Yeah. All right, underdog. Before you got on, Al, me and Ryan talked about it. There are to me three, four, five underdogs on this card. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff on it. What's your underdog play for uh, UFC Vegas 66? I know he's not as big of an underdog on the lines now, but I was really surprised to see Jared Cannonier as the underdog. I don't Thank know. you. <laughs> too much right now but like you got you got to put your money there with him being underdog like some i know some books have him plus money i think uh i saw him around like minus 100 i think that's really really good value i know we'll get into the main event a little bit later but i i think that's a good one to take 100 percent agree and i know we go right right to ryan like to me and i know it's not i know of course kinnear is not alex pierre i totally get that but like kind of close and like just the striking and the power. I don't think Strickland can stand with it for 25 minutes and take punches. I did, like, it's very similar. It's very weird. I, I don't know why he's an underdog. I don't get it. Maybe I'm off basis too. I just think Kinnear, he's beaten everyone in the division except for Izzy. Like, you know, that's no, it's crazy, but Ryan, take it away, my man. Cody Brundage. Uh, that fight stuck out to me. I saw him at one point. I just, I know that he's been up and down. I just feel, I like, he's got a high ceiling. I feel like, you know, he's, we're not seeing the end of Cody. And then uh, just some of these wins I saw for Michael, like Sam Alvey and Munesti, like, I'm just like, some of these guys aren't even in the UFC anymore. I just feel that we've seen this from the both of them. And now is the time where Cody's going to start to mature a little bit. When I saw that, when I, like I said, I saw this morning, he was plus 220. I was like, take my money. Wow. There we go. Yeah. I'm looking at it. He's at plus 235. It's actually going the other way. Um, real quick, a couple other underdogs I like. How about Brian Battle in the first fight of the night, taking his short notice? That's my guy, Brian Battle. Um, what's another? Uh, dude, Matt Smellisberger. I know Jake Matthews. Jake is a little bit of a roller coaster. If Jake does show up, I think he will beat him, but sometimes he doesn't. Uh, I like that. Corey McKinnon, I think, is a very sneaky yeah. underdog play. She's just so solid and so good. And to me, she, um, same thing today, same thing as a little bit of a roller coaster. She's looked amazing in a fight or two in the UFC. One fight, she looked dreadful, looked awful. So a couple, uh, who else? Uh, I, I like Drew Dober in that spot, but Bobby Green to me is definitely live. And of course, 
to me, Jared Cannonier is the best uh, underdog play on this card. So there's a lot there, guys, a lot. Um, Three-five parlay, we'll kind of break down the main event in a little bit, but three-five parlay, L. Dawson, take it away. So first leg is my best bet. Um, I'm, like I said, Amir Al-Ghazi is, uh, is going to make quick work of, of Costa there. Um, next, I have uh, one of my teammates, Sergey Morosov, over Journey Newsome. Um, Journey has, he's kind of had a roller coaster ride in the UFC as well. And I just, he hasn't looked nearly as good against, uh, against lesser competition than Sergey has in the UFC. Sergey has only lost to incredibly high level grapplers in Douglas uh, De Silva, uh, how do you say his last name? De Silva Andrade. Yeah. Um, yep. Silva de Andrade, that's his last name. And uh, Umar and Magomedov, both incredibly high level grapplers and wrestlers. And I just don't think that Journey Newsom has the ability to get Sergey to the mat and control him the way those guys do. And I think Sergey is going to be better on the feet. Um, then for my third leg, um, I actually have Jake Matthews in that fight. I was really, really impressed with his uh, performance against Andre Fialho, who I actually bet on at the time. So Jake Matthews stole that one away from me. But um, he, he looked phenomenal in that fight. But I really think that the wrestling is going to be the difference maker in this fight. I, I, think, he's, I think he's a better wrestler than Matthew Semmelsberger, and I think he can control the wrestling. Semmelsberger is also incredibly hittable. Um, he does not have incredibly good striking defense. I think that even if Jake has trouble getting him to the mat early, I think he'll have the the power and the striking advantage as well. All right. I like it. Three uh three plays there. I, I think all three of those fights are gonna be good fights. Probably I see a lot of finishes there too. Uh Ella, a lot of finishes out of those three. Love it. Ryan uh, Ryan the cornerman take it away three fight parlay. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well um Armin again is in my parlay. Uh I got, got to stick with that. I'm really confident in that. Then I go down and I see the Drew the Drew Dober Bobby Green fight. I have that fight going the distance. I, I'm mixed going. With, I, I'm kind of leaning Dober, but I'm playing it safe and I'm going distance with that fight. Uh, I can see both of them controlling. I know Bobby is you know seasoned veteran, more seasoned <laughs> that, that we're leaning on now. Drew had a very big win over Rafael Alves, who's an extremely underrated, dangerous fighter. His last fight. I liked what I've seen out of Drew lately, and I like him to stay in this fight and then just chew that clock, as I like to say. Then. Going to my last pick in the third-legged parlay is the main event, like you said. Um, Jared is not Alex Pereira. He doesn't need to be. Um, it, it, Alex knocked out uh, Sean in, what was it, a minute, like a little under a minute, 40 seconds or something like that. Uh, with that 25-minute window, Jared could work with. I think his boxing's too strong, and uh, Sean's uh, striking is just too weak. Just the way he comes forward flat-footed with his chin, fixing his gloves, it looks like. you know, it's just He's begging to be hooked again. Uh, so I like Jared in that fight. I was surprised that that was even an underdog, but it's kind of even money now, like you said. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So I feel good about it. I, when I saw this main event, uh, made, I was like, okay, really cool main event. And I, I, I saw it. I'm like, okay, this is a, a nice comeback fight for Jared Cannonier. I think the, the, even the brand likes him a lot. They pushed him against Izzy. I think he's like six and one as a middleweight or maybe six and two, but he's had like really great success. And then the Izzy fight didn't go his way. And, but, not a lot of people defeat Israel Adesanya. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, but like when I saw the betting odds when Strickland was the like uh, a week ago, he was up like minus 150, 160. It is getting a lot closer. So if you do like Jared Cannonier, put those bets in now because uh, it does look like maybe when the fight goes off, Cannonier might be the favorite. Um, so I think we're kind of on the same page with that. I do want to say another fun thing on this card that 
there is a Nurmagomedov on this card, and he's an underdog as well. Have you guys looked into this fight? This is a really good fight. Same thing. It's way down in the prelims, but it's a really good fight um, against Kakarmanov or Kakarmanov. Really legit great fighter too, but have you guys looked at that one as well? I don't know those guys as well. Um, I, I know it's a good fight, but I yeah. fit them enough to, to have a, a pick on that one. Yeah, I, I haven't looked into that fight at all. I haven't been able to see anything about it. There you go. That, that's great hosted by my part then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it looks like Kinnear. And then, okay, we mentioned the co-main. Ryan's mentioned it. I, I like the, that fight as well. I think Armand is definitely the pick as well. The odds are pretty close. Yeah, he's minus 180 right now. Um, it's getting higher because I think I looked at that. He was a minus 160 a couple yeah. of days ago. So if you do like our Sarukian, get him now because it does look like it's going uh, higher up. That's a really good fight. I know he fought Gamrot, you know, six eight months ago. Um, but yeah, that's that's a such a great fight for the uh, not for the casual. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's an interesting fight. I, I definitely think Armin has the grappling advantage there, but man, Demir yeah. finds ways to win. Like I I don't know good. If, if there's good. like there's got to be like. Some like his power must be crazy in the cage because like you see these guys and they don't necessarily want to grapple with him. Um, so I think that that's uh, I think this is going to be an interesting fight. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. And, and I thought Ryan, you actually had a pretty good point about the Bobby Green Drew Dober going the over. It's yeah. I think if Drew gets him early, it could be long. But Bobby Green's super tough in around a mile. He can get hit and keep going. And to me, Bobby moves so well on the feet. I don't think he's going to get touched. Yeah. I actually think the first round is going to be really boring, to be honest. I think Drew's going to go after him. Bobby will dance a lot. But then I think Bobby will start connecting the second and third round. I, I'm the same way. I think I lean Drew Dover, but no definite. And I think I, more than anything, I think I like the over. As soon as you said him, like, actually, it's a really smart play. I like that. I agree. Yeah. We're tough guys. Yeah, two tough guys. <laughs> and I agree that first round is going to be a throwaway. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Even yeah. though Bobby's been around, he's still hard to catch up to. Yeah. Oh, very much. Very much. And then, uh, yeah, I, Corey McKenna. I just talked to her today. She's in great spirits. Feels good. I look, So she was 7-0 as an amateur. She's 7-2 as a professional. Uh, four UFC fights, a contender series fight. She uh, defeated Vanessa Demopoulos, who's on a three-fight winning streak. And two of her losses, her two losses, both by split decision. Um, that means on that night, one judge even had her winning. Uh, one fight I remember was pretty bad of a robbery. The other fight was one of those coin toss of a fights. So I think her as an underdog, I like her a lot as well. Um, you know, she's fighting Shanae. Like, I just, I just can't get – you guys remember the fight she lost in the UFC? She was just on the bottom for 14 minutes yelling, and she just couldn't get up. Like, she could not get up off the bottom. I still have that memory in my head, and it's just – it's hard to bet on someone like that. Dang. Yeah. It's, right? Like, it's it's tough. I, I get it because it's tough to fight girls like Montserrat Ruiz um, who do like things like that where they just put you in those positions and they do just enough damage to to keep the position but not enough to I, I don't necessarily agree that those positions shouldn't have been stood up in all of them but at the same time it's really hard to take away such a dominant position but when you're not advancing at all I can understand the frustration but I agree with you like I, that definitely has kind of muddied my yeah. view on her as well in the cage. But she does, she is fairly well-rounded. She does have power, um, as we saw in her last fight. Um, so it's, that's a, that one's kind of a pick em for me too. I do think Corey, Corey is a little bit uh, more well-rounded. Um, I, I like her a lot. I think she's, 
she is pretty solid. She's very defensively sound. Um, yeah. I just don't know. It like what's interesting is like sometimes girls have a lot of danger factor and sometimes they don't have any. And I haven't really seen her have a ton of danger factor just yet. Such you know? a great point. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, such so a great point. A good grappler. If she wins this fight, and I do think she will win this fight, she will win it 29-28 or 30-27. She's not going to stop Shanae. And I just think Corey's on top. She's kind of bigger on top. Um, yeah, it's a really great point. And, you know, she's only 23. I talked to her today, like I said, for 10, 12 minutes. Still so young, 23 years young. Um, uh, ESPN had that really cool twenty, uh, top 25 prospects under 25. She made the list. Like I said, this is her fourth UFC fight. Imagine having four UFC fights by 23. You know, hats off to her. It's very cool. I like it. Um, next week, no UFC fights. Uh, I know there's a Bellator and Ryzen show at the end of the year we won't really talk about. It, so we'll do our best fight. Let's do our best knockout. We'll kind of have best cards, stuff like that. We'll kind of have a fun debate on it. Um, you know, we got two minutes left. Two minutes. That third round, Jared Gordon is holding Patty Pimlet. And were you guys at all, were you guys happy in that? Do you think like, wow, he's winning this fight? Or was there, I'm watching the fight. I'm like, like deep down inside. I'm like, I, I know I see him winning, but I'm like, God dang, I'm telling you, the judges aren't going to like that. And if it does go 20, 15 minutes, I have a funny feeling. Like it was so bad. Like I, I saw the situation happening. And if you're Jared Gordon's corner, do you have to yell at him to do, do more, do anything? What do you, you know, let's go into that for 30 seconds. Man, I, I don't think so. I think this was just a horrible judging situation. Yeah. I feel like Jared fought that fight absolutely perfectly. When the when the buzzer went off, I was like, awesome. Like, and I picked Patty. And I was yeah. thrilled to that Jordan won. Or Jordan, yeah. Gordon won. Because he's a great dude. Um, Grant really likes him. Like, he's a wonderful guy. And I was like, that's great, great for Jared. Um, and then, yeah, the decision was just ridiculous, in my opinion. I, I did not see that being that close at all. Right. The, the first round was Jared's. I don't know how any of those judges. First round was Jared. I actually like, liked Patty in round two, but that was uh, his best round to me. I saw I, Patty. I, I still thought Jared won round two. That was the other interesting thing is none of the judges' scorecards were identical in this. Yeah. Everyone had two different. It was a mess. And, um, but then that third round, I got nervous because I know that. Uh, the, Remember, we're a day removed from Danny Sabatello and Rufian Stutz. So um, I was on the phone with John McCarthy and Mike Mazzulli all morning talking about the scoring. They're like, wrestling position is not scored. It's what you do with the position. So I'm like, crap, Patty's throwing up these stupid knees that aren't really scoring, but they are, even though he's against the fence being held. They're, they're going to score that. So if I was if I was Jared's corner, you know, had I known what I know, but I was only on the phone with people that morning, you know, is – Throw some elbows, something like to keep yeah. safe with score, but um, no, that's a whole. It, it's it's a whole mess. Like I said, yeah. like Jared won the fight, Patty won the decision, and um, I do know though that the Associations of Boxing Committee they're not happy right now with Doug Crosby on the whole evening. Um, I mean, on the whole weekend, a statements to be released. Um, yeah. And uh, but you know, at the same time, he was only one of the three judges that scored it for. For Patty, so yeah. like he really, you can't really throw him completely under the bus. You know, right. it's, it's just, um, it's a mess, man. And, and, and real quick, back to that third round, and I get it. And they're so like, and I, we've had this talk before. I'm super into damage as well. Like when Jan's doing those late kicks, I love it. He's like damaging Ekelai's. Like I'm super into damage guy as well. 
but some of my best friends in the whole industry are grapplers and wrestlers. And it is wild to me that, so Patty Pimlet is a grown man trying to knock out the other man. And he, for four minutes, he's put on his back against the cage against his will. Like he does not want to be there. And not even yeah. that to throw that out there. Like, I, you know, just jokingly around, I did that. It, that does not feel good to have another man push you into a cage with your back and getting shredded up a little bit. It's not a good spot. So, like, I get there's no damage, and I get we're not seeing jabs, and I know we're not seeing leg kicks and all, but, like, another man is holding you for four minutes against your will. Like, that's got to be something. Like, it's, it, it's crazy that it's nothing. Like, people were like, oh, he didn't do anything. Like, he did, like – like I'm, I just like I can't hold Grant Dawson for four minutes. He would just push me or move or or or, or you know underhook me. He would do something for Patty to stand there for four minutes and be like, "Oh, I won." It's like, bro, what? Like crazy. If if you look at the scoring, the way grappling or wrestling damage is scored is by the it's by the opponent's body language or fatigue showing after the fact to see if that made them visibly tired. It's it it doesn't it it's it's not. It's it's a broken system. It needs to be looked yeah. at, or it needs to be explained. Like I I had a piece on my channel yesterday about how it needs to be. If you're going to be subjective, you got to let us know ahead of time. Plain and simple, like an, like an umpire in baseball, with two strikes, you know I'm calling it at the letters. Okay, now you know what this judge yeah. is looking for. You know, and we don't know anything until after we lose. But that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a that the whole like oh well then the judges need to explain to the fires beforehand. No, that shouldn't be a thing. Like judges shouldn't get to choose how they score fights. And the main issue with that is simply that these judges, even John, Big John has done a ton for the sport. He's the reason we have rules. <laughs> like he's the reason this isn't the Wild West, right? But the dude's never competed. The dude has no idea what it is like to spend three minutes under a guy like Daniel Cormier. And I guarantee you, if he ever had, he would not be scoring wrestling the way that he is. He does not understand that you can have a poker face and still be dying. Right, right. I, great point, great point. That's great the point. issue, is that these judges do not understand the sport. And, and, and that, the expert in judging does not understand the sport. That's the biggest issue. So great. No, it's so good right. that you said that. Like, I, I love, like, everyone loves a brawl and stand-up. We all love Forrest versus Bonner. We all love Robbie Lawler and Roy. I get it and all. But, like, I love mixed martial arts. Like I, I do love boxing or a kickboxing and dude, Izzy versus Pierre was great. But for one round, Izzy was, you know, wrestling and grappling. I just feel like there's such a, for like for 33% of the sport, the judges are like, eh, the grappling shit's no good unless you get a submission. It's like, no, like, like how many knockouts do you see? But you see 80 significant strikes, but you see one knockout. You only see, like, you don't see, you don't, and for those 80 significant strikes, they're grading them. They don't save to a grappler unless you get a submission that 80% of you dominating them and grappling, they don't, don't throw it away. It just doesn't make sense. Like, they just, it's a mixed martial arts. Like, uh, it, like they're just throwing away wrestling and grappling right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. We went down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Next week. Next week. Next week. All right. We did it. Uh, looks like so we're all on the Jared Cannoneer and Armin in the co-main event and main event. I like that. Uh, Jake Matthews in the three fight parlay and uh, Mor 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 Morozov. How do you say yeah, his last name? Sergey Morozov. Morozov. All right. Getting good at that. All right. We're out. Last UFC event of the year. Good luck to everyone.
Um, if you do want to bet on wagers, make sure you sign up with the MMA Shark guys. I don't know if you saw it. He really he um he generated ten thousand dollars of his customers' winnings from just this past weekend's UFC, and then Ooh. someone matched that. So there, he's literally donating twenty thousand dollars to a children's hospital in his city, which is awesome. It's amazing. Wow. That's that's cool. the people we want to be around and fight fanatics. So definitely hats off there to the MMA shark. 20,000. That's that's pretty wow. fucking good. That's awesome. Awesome. So there you go. All right. There we go. We're out. Here's the uh the conclusion of uh betting bananas. Thanks for watching Betting Bananas. 